Hi, uh, thank you for tuning in to my channel and my podcast. Uh, I have a lot of information to share about Israel and standing with Israel, especially in this time in these last days. So I wanted to get right on it. Um, now I just posted a video that I believe the three and a half years has started of tribulation. And I believe it started somewhere around Passover um, 2021. So there was the Passover that was celebrated at the end of March. And then there was the true Passover from the true calendar, uh, the corrected calendar, which was celebrated at the end of April. So we are in the year uh, 6021. According to the barley um, harvest and the corrected calendar uh, that Michael Rood, you can find that on arudeawakening.com. Um, we are in this year 6021. Now, some very significant events happened in 2001. Now, if the corrected Hebrew calendar is 6021, then in 6000, which was 2000, um, I didn't know at that time that was the corrected Hebrew calendar, but I remember the year 2000, I felt like Jesus is coming. Like, it's, isn't it time? Like, it's time, right? I just really felt that in my spirit. And um, in 2001, um, on June 28, 2001, that's when I had the vision of the end of the universe and the scrolling back of the universe and light separating from dark and there was no way to keep it together anymore. Um, and I believe that this really started happening. I, I believe the universe is scrolling back and I believe the light is separating from the darkness. And I didn't really, so that, that vision was so significant, um, that I literally changed my life forever. It was like one of those polar changing moments when you completely turn your whole life around and there was never any more sun, moon, stars, uh, atmosphere, gravity, like nothing mattered anymore. It was only when the scrolling back happened, the only safe place was in the Word of God. So it was just in the Word of God and it was in Elohim. So you really just had to be in the Word of God, which is Jesus, because the Word was made flesh and He dwelt among us. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So, like, the word is symbol simultaneously the Lord, but there's been translation, so that causes some confusions. And the mistranslations have caused major misconceptions and lies. And so... We know we have an enemy, Satan, who's limited in his capability, but he's always trying to lie and always trying to mess up the times and all those things. So I have so much to talk about this subject that I could go on forever, so I'm going to try to give it concise with in terms of the Antichrist and the timing of the Antichrist and what we think of the Antichrist. So I feel like really just throw out most everything you've ever heard. Um, just throw out like that Left Behind series. That was a fiction book. It really was not an account of how the Lord might be coming. And we know 
that the Lord is coming in a very different way than most people thought. So I really believe he is. And I believe that this timeline from calculating the last seven is pretty accurate. And if it's not, like, I'll be fine because I'm more prepared. Uh, but it's, it's uncannily accurate. Uh, but things aren't happening exactly the way uh, these, you know, mainstream Christian thought tried to prepare us. So I feel pretty unprepared for like what's actually happening, but I feel prepared in terms of like my timing and I'm watching, you know, diligently. So <clears throat> the voice of the Antichrist, so the Lord, um, the Bible says that the Lord gives him authority to speak. Um, so in Revelation 13, it talks about they worship the beast, saying who is like unto the beast. And he was given a mouth, speaking great matters and blasphemies for 42 months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemies against Elohim to blaspheme his name and his tent and those dwelling in heaven. So it was given to him to fight over the set-apart ones for 42 months. Um, those who he was given authority over every tribe, tongue, and nation to worship him. So the beast uh, is a system. So we call it like the beast system. And it's like the matrix. It's like, and I've talked so much about it, how... Um, Mystery Babylon, you know, rides the beast and every, basically it's every false way that is not just Yahweh, Yehovah, Jesus, Mashiach, um, the Messiah, every way that's not the Hebrew God who sent a Hebrew uh, Messiah who we believe in. So in the year 2000, that's also when I got woken up to my Hebrew roots of the faith. And I started to learn Hebrew and I started to understand that my roots were in Israel. And the reason why this is so important is because in these last days, that's the biggest deception. So if you don't understand that your Lord is a God of Israel, then you will end up going with the false prophet in the false church, which will fight against Israel. So you can do a lot of study on that. There's tons of study. Um, I have a lot of videos on it. There was a displacement theology where um, people said that, no, there's no true Israel anymore. The, the church is now Israel. So we have those blessings. But that's not biblical. And there's still a true Israel. There's still true Israel that um, is very much under attack right now. And we need to stand with Israel. We are also the Israel of God. The true believers are the Israel of God. And we are grafted into those blessings. I don't want to um, give you the misconception that we are not also grafted into Israel but literal Israel is still literal Israel. And those blessings that the Lord talks about in the Bible for Israel still stands for Israel today. We need to be in solidity with them. Like, so um, they are still people of God. Like some of them aren't. The Lord knows who's his. But they are still his firstborn son. They are his um 
blessing that he blessed all the nations through their seed, which was Jesus. And so they're under constant attack. And Michael the Archangel, he fights for Israel. So in 2001, after I had the vision at the end of the universe, which literally prepared me for the next spiritual battle I was going to go in, um, that was, you know, the preparation was, it was so terrifying really to have everything scrolled away that uh, the word of God then being only in the word prepared me for the warfare that I was going to go through when the Antichrist system, the beast system, was trying to have a false birth. So the the Antichrist system and the beast system and the Antichrist is always trying to make their own time in their own way. In Daniel at 7.25, uh, it talks about the Antichrist um, who uh, speaks against the Most High. So he's given a mouth against the Most High, uh, and oppresses his holy people, oppresses the Lord's holy people, which is Israel and the Israel of God, the true believers. And so he's given a mouth to speak against the Most High, that's what I've been talking about, and he oppresses his the Lord's people, and he tries to change the set times and the laws. So he's always trying to make his own time. Uh, the Antichrist is always trying to make his own time. But the holy people, the Israel and the Israel of God, will be delivered into his hands, the Antichrist's hands, for a time, times and half a time. The three and a half years that we think we're in, uh, that we think we're possibly in. So um, I just wanted to make that clear that that is the Antichrist who tries to change the times, but the Lord has his set times, and that's the time that is going to, of course, happen. But the Lord holds them back, and the Lord puts them in his timing, and I hope that that makes some sense. Um, but I was in this, after the vision of the end of the universe, I was in this um, time of warfare that I was anointed to do. So... So, you know, when I was born, I had, I mean, when I was little, I almost died. And um, I think there was a big spiritual warfare probably over my life because I was going to be anointed to go against principalities and powers. And uh, I saw my first principality when I was about seven or eight. And it was a huge... Uh, like Roman soldier, um, huge in stature. So all the principalities are huge in stature. They're like nine feet or so and very scary. Um, all the principalities that are dark are terrifying in a really dark, scary way. And all the ones that are of the Lord, the principalities are of the Lord, like Michael the Archangel, are terrifying in like, you better be on their side or you're going to be destroyed. So it's a different kind of fear. And so I had to go through this warfare, but I've been prepared. So I, I started fighting principalities over territories uh, and went on with my life. So by the time I got to this time around the beginning of September in 2001, right before 9-11, um, 
it was the Durban conferences. So um, I didn't know what was happening in the world. I was just, I was set apart. The Lord's like, this is a, something you have to do. And I was like, I don't want to do it. And it was about four days of the most intense warfare I've ever went through in my whole life. And it was the fighting the false birth of the Antichrist system. So um, I had um, the most, um, I saw I saw thousands and thousands of demons. Um, the warfare was so intense that I literally, the enemy was trying to turn myself on myself. So I became, in the, in the warfare, I became evil. Like the warfare, the enemy was trying to convince me that I was evil and that I needed to stop praying against this. And, um, but this warfare, during this warfare, I got to see um, Michael the Archangel for the first time. And he was terrifying. And he has like flaming, you know, swords coming out of his mouth. And he fights for Israel. So he that guards Israel doesn't slumber or sleep. And Michael the Archangel um, is, is the angel that's anointed to fight for Israel. And he's the one that threw Lucifer out of heaven. And... The enemy, Satan, has one battle. There's only one battle going on. So no matter wherever you're seeing the battle going on, there's really only one battle. There's only the battle between Satan and the people of God. So he is continually fighting against the Jewish people and against those who have been grafted into Israel, which is us. So <clears throat> during that warfare... I felt, you know, had done what the Lord wanted me to do. Um, the only way I was equipped for it was I hadn't, it was totally detached to the earth in every single way. Because when you go up against principalities and powers, um, you can't really care about your family, um, your things, your house, your, your body, your health. I mean, you, you really have to just go, I'm giving all for whatever this task is the Lord wants me to do. And then there's great rewards because you get to be with him and you get to fight with the angels and it's really awesome. So right after that warfare was the Durban conferences. So in that in the conferences in 2001, that was when the anti-Semitism was so strong and they said Zionism is racism. And luckily the U.S. and Israel, the U.S. stood with Israel at that time and walked out of that conference together. So that was the the partnership that's really needed to be the U.S. with Israel. Now, if we renounce that partnership, um, or if our present administration doesn't doesn't stand up against the squad, um, that or if we decide to divide the land, then then the Lord will divide us, and that could be the possible total division of our country with the Madrid um, earthquake fault line, which we've had. You know, a lot of people have had prophetic words. So after that, then was nine eleven. Like a few days after the Durban conferences was nine eleven. Now before nine eleven, uh, some of you are probably too young to even remember, but. Most people didn't really care about Islam or what they believed in. And a lot of people thought they believed in the same God, that Israel. They thought they believed in the same God, the one God. But um, sorry, they do not. It's a, it's a, it's a, Islam is a cult. And it is probably the biggest cult that has ever shackled humans in all of history. And the Quran is really a book of worms and lies. I've read it a couple times, and it's really not a book like the Bible. Is The Bible is like historical. The Bible is a history of a people that God chose to bring his blessed son through. 
and he blessed their nation and he said that he would still bless their nation um, and that the he will still come and stand on the Mount of Olives and Jesus will come and and his people a lot of them will still they will have a chance still to know him and um, so the Durban conferences um, then the 9-11, so 9-11 really woke all the world up to, oh my God, maybe Islam, they don't believe in the same God. So that was the Lord's will, not that everyone died on 9-11, but I personally prophetically had a word about 9-11, and I told everyone in my life, and they said, you're wrong, you're a false prophet. I only had one person believe me, who was my pastor at the time, I went to a little Lutheran church, and he was so sweet. Because um, I said to him, I said, there's going to be a sudden death with a large number of people in the U.S., in New York, and it's going to affect the stock market. And so pretty much that's what happened. So did I know that um, it was exactly the Twin Towers? No, my vision, I didn't know. But I knew it was a sudden death that was going to happen to a large number of people in New York and it was going to affect the stock market. And I sent the New York Times my prophetic word, but, you know, we didn't have internet social media then, so I couldn't really put out the word very well. But um, that woke everybody up. So that woke everybody up that, like, Islam, they don't believe in the same God, maybe they're our enemy. And now we believe that that was the first uh, four seals, the first four horses of the apocalypse. We believe that that um, broke, those four seals broke on 9-11. Um, the reason is, uh, there's a lot of reasons, but the main reason is it's the two bronze towers because the four horses in Zechariah, which line up with the four horses in Revelation, you can watch my videos on that, um, those are the two bronze towers that Zacharias saw, the man-made towers. He sees two towers that are made of bronze, and those are significant when uh, those are attacked, the four horses are released. So this makes sense because we were in the year 6001, like um, the, the start of the millennial is the rest, right? It's supposed to be like 6000 to 7,000. Um, so, you know, I don't understand why we're kind of in that millennial or seeming to be in the calendar and we're not quite there yet. But in my spirit, I really felt we were really close to the end. So some of us have a theory about the Shemitah and about the rest of the Lord and the millennial rest. Um, that's supposed to be the thousand year rest. And the theory goes, um, did the Lord start resting? Uh, did he start to rest on um, 2000, beginning 2000, and then 2001, um, the Twin Towers come down, the four seals are broken, and the world uh, terrorist organizations, you know, start to cause world war. You know, we've kind of been in a world war uh, since 2001, and it's going to escalate till the end. Um, so the theory is that the Lord is resting, that he is resting and he's allowing now his world to um, come apart. And um, so that's just a theory, but I'll be talking more about that. But I wanted to bring it up, as I just said, I don't really understand why we might be in the millennial, but 
supposed to be resting, um, it could be that the Lord has started to rest. And um, that's why we're going to be in this more and more chaotic time. But we should be in the rest of the Lord with him. Like we should be, even though things are difficult, we should be resting in him more and more if uh, if that's true. So that's just a theory and I wanted to uh, insert it in here. And so the reason I'm bringing this up um, is to let you know how much um, the Lord loves Israel and that his angel, Michael, the archangel, always fights and defends Israel and how much misinformation goes out um, to fight against Israel. So one thing you can be assured of, and I was looking up some scriptures um, about Israel uh, that are really encouraging. So there's a lot of scriptures in the Bible that talk about if you fight against Israel, the Lord will fight against you. Um, if you bless Israel, he'll bless you. Um, so there's so many that uh, I don't want to read them all. But um, there's so many that like Psalm 122.6, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, they will prosper who love you. Um, in Genesis 12.3, I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curses thee. Um, that was about Abraham. So there's a lot of scriptures like that. And um, so I have a lot of friends in the Middle East and I've done a lot of research. Like I said, I read the Quran. I've studied Hebrew. Um, I laid down my life for the people that the Lord has in Islam. I laid my, I, I'm a prophet. I do weird things. So I, um, there was a season of time and I can't remember exactly when this was, but I think it was right before I had the vision of the end of the universe. I had done this prophetic um, thing that the Lord asked me to do, and I'll have to look up the verses. It's either in Ezekiel or Isaiah. Um, I laid on my um, side for Israel for like 290 days, and then I laid on my other side for 40 days. Um, so this is in Ezekiel 4, and it's 390 days um, that the Lord is asking Ezekiel to bear their sin. And um, after the 390 days, uh, he bears the sins of the house of Judah, and he turns on his other side. <laughs> and I actually did this. The Lord had me do this. Um, it was around 2000, uh, and as I was praying for Israel, um, so anyway, it's interesting that he had me do that, but he did. And literally that was days of my life. Like I'm a single mom. I've, uh, had, I was married to a pastor who turned against me and he turned the whole church against me. And, um, I became then a single mom and, uh, he threatened to take my kids, but the, he never got them. Uh, the church fell apart, thank God, because it was an evil, evil, festering cult, basically. And I was just the only one that wouldn't follow the cult, you know, whatever the pastor wanted. But I went through a lot of, so I lost everything. I lost my house. I lost, you know, our income, and I had to rebuild my life. And so when I say I laid my side for Israel, and I laid on my other side for Israel for another 40 days, and I, I, uh, you know, uh prayed, uh, laid my life down for the souls in Islam for six years. I mean, these are all things I did with, like, while I, I have kids, while I'm trying to work, like, um, 
I also like have done prophetic things like when all the Christians were doing their Christian, you know, American dream thing, which a lot of them do in the subculture. Um, I was suffering in poverty and had to like, you know, literally bear that poverty um, as a prophet so that the Lord will, you know, bless us. Like there's people that literally do this. Like there's people all over. I know there's hidden prophets in caves. Um, it's just like Elijah and um, the prophets of Baal, you know, when he stands up against Jezebel, their other prophets all came and were able to come out of their hiding. So I'm not saying I'm the only one. I'm not trying to toot my horn. I really uh, didn't choose this life. It chose me. The Lord chose me as a young person to be a prophet and to be an intercessor. So the so what's happening now? So when uh, so we believe that around Passover, which was the true Passover at the end of April, that then this distress started in Jerusalem. And even though there's a ceasefire, um, there's still a lot of distress happening. And we don't, I don't believe it's going to stop. So kind of my team that we research and stuff, we don't believe it's going to stop. And I had the prophetic words about the anti-Semitism uh, that was going to start um, clear words. And I posted these. Um, persecution of Jews are going to start, you know, especially Jews in America need to have their plan of getting away and hiding from the persecution. The persecution has started. Um, so there's been some really significant events in New York City and L.A. Um, with Palestinian men jumping out of cars and beating up Jews. And um, it's not really on the mainstream news. So um, basically, you've got to get your news from the underground or Fox News seems to report on it. But the mainstream CNN, uh, MSNBC, they, they're not reporting on any of this. So uh, the reason I'm bringing this up again about the Durban conferences is because the the so the Israel was you know they've started the green passport which is the green mark um, which is the mark and then they have been the model for the world to implement this password passport. So the Lord not only did um, he have to start his 42 months of, you know, the holy city being trodden down, but he had to wake up Israel uh, so that we are not going to be, you know, friends. We can't, we can't coexist, you know, that bumper sticker that says coexist with all the religions. Um, we can't coexist. And that's what the fraternity, the human, um, what are they called? The human fraternity um, that the Pope and the Grand Demon have put together. That is a beast system coexisting and it's going to be so deceptive when it really gets a, more of a voice. So it already has a voice and this is the voice of authority that the Lord gives to the Antichrist. Um, this, the Antichrist, which there is a person, um, I believe he's already on the scene. Uh, he's promoting these things, but it's all behind the scenes. So it's he's on the scene working, but we can't see it. And But it's an ideology where we all have to come together, but you cannot be a Zionist and you cannot be just a Jew and you cannot be just a Christian. So anyone who says, no, I, I can't go with that because Muhammad didn't believe in the same God I believe in, um, we will be persecuted and we'll be left out of that system and we'll be made like, you know, what's wrong with you?
just like my uh, warfare when the enemy was trying to turn me on me. So I feel like I'm bringing this up because this is how deceptive it's going to be. This is how hard it's going to be to fight the beast system and to not be part of the beast system. Because your friends are going to be like, well, we should all coexist and we should all coexist to be to make peace and the human fraternity voice is going to get louder and louder and in every language um and also the pope so that the big the big players in the end you know are turkey russia and iran so we know that iran sends the money to hamas to fight against israel and Russia sends weapons to Iran. And then recently, I thought this was significant about the, the Turkey, the head of Turkey, Erdogan. Um, he contacted the Pope when all this distress was happening in Jerusalem. And he said, you know, we need to stop this distress. And they're trying to make a coalition where they control Jerusalem. So if Erdogan and the Pope, who's the Pope is part of the false prophet, Erdogan's one of the big players at the end, if they start to hone in on Jerusalem and control Jerusalem, then you can see how um, the abomination can be set up that way. But we believe the abomination's already being set up in your heart. So the, the enemy is trying to set up the abomination in your heart, which is the temple. The abomination sits in the temple, and we are worshiping in the temple. So you have to already be deciding who you're going to follow. Like, you have to be already deciding, am I going to be persecuted with Israel? Am I going to stand with Israel? I'm going to stand with the God of Israel, or I am going to go to the beast system and the world system. So you see how, like, wow, from, you know, the, so before the Council of Nicaea in, like, 300 12 BCE uh, or whenever that was. So the first 300 years of the church, they all had the Jewish roots. So you celebrated Passover, you celebrated the Feast of Shavuot, you you could, um, you didn't eat pork. Um, and then there was the, you know, Gentile Christians started being saved. And so there was some controversy there, but it wasn't until the Council of Nicaea that literally the council was so evil that if Jesus was there and the apostles, they would have been thrown out. And you can see how that, that the enemy did that to create a gap. So by the time I started learning the roots of Israel, there's a 1,700-year gap of the church without Israel, growing up without Israel. Um, but the Lord was using that for his purposes as well. Um, the, it wasn't just the enemy was in control. The Lord was in control and there's a whole, so much you could learn about that. And I really encourage you to learn about the Council of Nicaea. Because the Lord did use that as a judgment as well against his own people, against Israel. Like that allowed the Crusades to rise up and all kinds of stuff. But anyways, so, the, so Israel recently, they were going to kind of, they were really getting super friendly with the human fraternity. Um, Israelis and Arabs were getting together, uh, you know, let's have peace, let's have a one world, you know, one world religion. So part of the distress right now is just to really wake up Israel because the Lord, uh, Israel is the apple of his eye and um, he does not want people to touch the apple of his eye. And he also, he has to wake up his own people. But in terms of, so I want to encourage you to think about those scriptures because the anti-Semitism is going to get worse. And uh, when you see somebody speaking against Israel, um, that re just remember that the Lord, 
is going to fight against them with the sword of his mouth. He's going to fight against them. Those who curse Israel will be cursed. And those who don't stand with Israel, the Lord will fight against. And, you know, eventually they'll be going into the abyss forever with the false prophet and um, Satan. So um, you have to remember that when, you know, the persecution gets worse. Uh, just remember that they're going to hell. And um, But you have to get your information uh, really, you have to find true information. So Hamas is really evil terrorist organization. And I have a lot of inside information because I have a friend who's in the defense of Israel. So he is, um, not that he tells me a lot of stuff he can't really, but he has told me some stuff over the years and also my friends in the Middle East. Um, the Hamas, the reason why everyone's so up in arms about the children of Palestinian children dying is because Hamas literally, the Hamas leadership, they hide and they let the women and children um, take these bombs. I mean, and they are, they starve their own people. Like they're only letting four trucks a day in where Israel will let 12, 12 trucks a day coming in in a certain border place that I heard of. Um, with their food and provisions, but Hamas is stopping those trucks to be four. So they like to starve their people. They like them to be human shields. They like them to be blowing up their own selves to kill the people of Israel. So they keep the hatred of Israel alive. And all the major players that are against Israel are behind Hamas. So you have to get your information because the people of Israel, I've heard so many statistics about how they, um, you know, help the people of Palestine and everything. Not that they don't have any sin and there isn't wrongdoing. There is. There is. Um, so they need to repent of that. You know, those people who never repent will probably not go with the Lord. Like, I'm not saying a blanket of every person in Israel. I'm just saying that God is the God of Israel and he has a purpose for blessing Israel and fighting against everyone who fights against Israel. Um, so I would really pray you'd help people, you know, get the misinformation out. Because um, that would be beneficial to helping them and being solidarity with them at this time. So the B system, so as the distress gets worse and the persecution gets worse. Um, the ideolo ideological, <laughs> the the, um, the propaganda from the human fraternity is just going to get louder and louder and with more authority. Like this is the only way we can stop, you know, this distress is by coming together. So you can see how hard that's going to be. It's going to be similar, you know, the vaccination. Um, so there's more and more. Um, more and more information coming out about the vaccination, how it is causing a lot of issues. So um, I have not taken the vaccination and I don't intend to. 
but the pressure to get it is going to be more and more because people are going to be saying you're selfish if you don't get the vaccination. And then they're going to be saying you're selfish if you don't, you know, go with the one world government because you, what do you think? You're so special. You think you're so awesome. You know, you can see how that's going to go. There was another thing that happened at the end of the, the April, which was the true Passover. So there was a crown prince in the Muslim world who stood up against, um, uh, Islamic extremists, like against, he, he literally said, like, we shouldn't go with Muhammad's, um, all his sayings anymore, just the Quran. And the reason I'm bringing this up, I'll try to post a link to it. Um, it's a pretty lengthy article, um, is that as, as the enemy, so Islam is in place, the Lord, you know, allowed it to be in place for his purposes. Um, but the the ideology of the human fraternity is trying to penetrate that uh, Islamic regime as well, so that it's more relaxed and let's accept everyone and let's we don't have to be so extreme. Uh, and it's going to the Jews, you know, relax. We don't have to be Jews. We don't have to be so extreme. And it's good that Islam and not not extremists in terms of you know terrorists, but it's good if Islam believes they they need to fo follow Allah, <laughs> and the Jews need to follow the God of Israel because it it makes a separation because they're not the same God, they're not the same God. So if you water it all down, um, and you say to Christians, you know, you shouldn't just you know Jesus would want everyone to come in and Jesus loves everyone, and which is true, but he said. I'm the only way, you know, I'm the only way to the Father. I'm the only way, and he's from the God of Israel. And so you can see how those things are going to clash um, as people are let, you know, don't, you don't need to just follow this. You don't need to follow that. Let's all get along. So I guess that's what I wanted to bring out is, again, how deceptive this is going to be. Um, but also how the Lord is fighting for Israel. So the same as the Durban conferences in 2001, when all, everyone wanted to get together, Israel and the U.S. walk out, and then the Lord allows 9-11, boom. Not the same religion, not the same God. The world wakes up. Uh, as same with now, like they were trying to all get together and then boom, Hamas attacks Israel. Oh, wow. Maybe we can't get together. Maybe there's no way to get together because we're fighting, um, a battle with a really evil, uh, you know, evil behind it. So I think, and as that gets worse, you know, I know I'm having a hard time watching things on TV and, um, I, and seeing the faces, seeing the faces of people that are anti-Semitic, um, that I'm, I'm having a hard time with that. So I have to remember that the Lord will fight against them. And the Lord has his purposes right now for letting the, the beast system have authority for these three and a half years. And um, <clears throat> some people don't believe we're in those years yet, and that's fine. Um I may be wrong. I, I just really feel that everything has lined up to this point. So um, 
I encourage you to, you know, really do some research on Israel, really get your grounding in Israel and the roots of Israel and our faith so that you can stand against um, the wiles of the enemy that will be subtle and be deceptive. And also um, prepare, you know, continue to prepare. Always have some a way to provide for your family. Um, like Mike from around the world, from Paul Bigley, he was saying like 30 days, you know, power outages. And we know that the gas, uh, you know, the pipeline was attacked. So, so why did God let Biden be, in, you know, power? Well, you know, God had some certain judgments that he wanted to do on the U.S. Um, for, for his reasons. And um, I believe those judgments are going to be playing out. So I think the pipeline was part of that. Um, we have a weak, weak president and we have enemies that are at our door. And I think the remnant, I think those who were, you know, really crying out for righteousness, I really believe the Lord has a protection and grace. There's also reasons I believe he could not let Trump be in office at this time. Um, a, people were following him on almost worshiping him. And also there's some reasons I can't really mention uh, where Trump was possibly aligning in a way that the Lord did not want him to be aligned. Um, so Biden, yeah, probably for the judgment, but also the um, vice president, uh, Harris, her husband is Jewish, so there could be a reason why she's actually in place. Um, which is, you know, hard for those of us who don't really think she's awesome. But we have to trust God. We have to trust the Lord that he knows what he's doing. And that's why he placed Biden in office uh, at this time. You know, he just has to come back. He has to come back soon. I was thinking of this thing about the ark. Uh, the verse in Genesis says that uh, the Lord shut the ark. The Lord shut the door. Uh, so Noah didn't actually shut the door. Once the animals were in, the door was shut. So when does that door shut? You know, is it already shut? I mean, are we already in the ark and, um, the, the judgments are playing out and the, the tribulation is playing out around us? I don't know. So I encourage you to watch my videos. Um, Throw out all the things you heard throughout the Left Behind Rapture series. Uh, just get rid of it and, you know, really try to be in the secret place with the Lord and, and try to be like um, really fighting his fight so that you're not fighting against him. I think um, that's one of the most important things too is like he to really be where he is in his heart and where his heart is. Uh, so you're really fighting with him, and we're fighting with the archangel. Uh, we're fighting with the angels of God, and we're not fighting against him because he will fight against us if we fight against him, if we fight against Israel. So, so I'm just interjecting with this dream I had about the planes falling out of the sky on May 5th, 2021, uh, before I wrap it up. So God bless you, and stay tuned till the end. Thanks. Hi, so this is about a dream I had on May 5th. Um, I had this dream that was really clear and it was about these planes that were crashing out of the sky. So there was a lot of small planes crashing and then the big planes were trying to help the smaller planes um, and then they were all crashing down. 
and um, I was stuck at this airport <clears throat> in Minneapolis, which I've only been there once, but anyway, the airport that I was stuck in was Minneapolis, and um, nobody could go anywhere again. There were no planes going in or out. Um, all the planes had to be grounded, and the people that were helping me were like, um, we can't help you, you know, nobody can help you. There's no more transportation. So in the dream, uh, we decided, the people I was with decided that we needed to walk to Nebraska, um, that that would be a safer place for us to be. So I started collecting um, backpacks and blankets and they were mostly kid stuff, which was interesting, but I was like, oh, let's, you know, people had fled because there was no more planes out, so people were fleeing, and they were just leaving their stuff. So I was gathering the backpacks and blankets and snacks and stuff, and interesting enough, in the dream, uh, Dana Coverstone was in the dream, and he was with me in the group, and so was a very significant friend of mine in Israel who is in the defense of Israel, and um, I, they were like, you don't need any more blankets. You don't need any more. We have plenty, and I was like, oh, no, no, we need them. We need them. We need all the blankets we can get and all the backpacks and all the snacks, so we collected uh, these things, and decided that then the best place to go was to Nebraska. Now, I know that uh, Dana Coverstone had had a dream about the cloud, the pillar of the cloud that was leading uh, Christians to the middle. Um, and no one, you know, two people interpreted that different ways. Um, I kind of interpreted it as a yeah, like God really is leading people to like more like the middle of the United States. Uh, maybe not everyone. And um, this is subject to your prayer. You know, you should pray and decide what you want to do. But I have collected some things to help people when there's devastation. And the planes crashing could be the uh, from these high-speed winds that we're supposed to be getting from, you know, some people believe it's global warming. I tend to believe it's from Planet X uh, causing, coming, causing the radiation and the whole Earth to be shifting. So whatever it is, the Lord is doing that. He's causing these things to happen. So I've collected some things, but in the dream I thought, well, maybe I should collect some more things. Uh, maybe I need some more blankets. Maybe I need some more backpacks. Maybe I need some more snacks uh, to help people. Also, the crashing. It was planes crashing, so that could be your plans. Your plans are crashing. It could be the economic crash. Um, the significant thing in the dream also was my friend from Israel who is in the defense. He is in the the air uh, he works in the air, so and the planes were crashing. So anyway, um, if anyone has access to David Dana Coverstone, he, they might uh, send him this video, or I might email it to him. I just thought it was significant that he was in the dream and that there were people um, needing needing supplies and needing to go uh, closer into the middle of the United States. So. And maybe Minneapolis was significant because of all the distrust and, and things that started there with um, the Floyd murder. So maybe, you know, or the Floyd death, whatever you decide, uh, whatever the Lord decides, because he knows what really happened. But um, 
you know, since the distress cause started there, maybe there's something to do with Minneapolis. Um, I'm not really sure. But I just wanted to post this stream, and I hope you all tune into my videos and podcast and uh, watch my end time series because we are in the significantly last three and a half years, I believe. And even if we're not, even if we're at the beginning of the seven, um, it's the time is so short. So God bless you and uh, pray about preparing even more. All right. So God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. And I'm so excited. I have listeners uh, from all over on my podcast. I really appreciate you guys um, and gals and um, just sending his love, sending his power, sending his strength and that he would strengthen you in the power of his might. And we will get through to the end. He will be faithful. Those who endure to the end will be saved. And he will have his victory. Our king will have his victory. He will stand on uh, Mount Olives. And we will be going with him. And I'm so excited about that. So God bless you. And I hope I will be posting something again soon. All right. And pray for Israel. Pray for Israel and pray for the Palestinian people to be freed from the terrorist Hamas. All right. God bless. Jerusalem.